politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast. My name is Mark Harvard. I'm still trying to figure out why I'm getting junk email now from Badcock Fabrics. I have no idea why. My best guess, there's a woman in in, in uh, South Florida, in Naples, who uses my email address for whenever she signs up for stuff. I know when her car needs to be serviced. I know all this, you know, she's, she graduated from, from LSU. I know that because I get her alumni stuff. At first, I thought she was just trying to brush people off, but now I think she just really is really bad with how email works. I don't know. I'm Mark once again, and uh, we, we promoted it last week. We've been promoting it all this week through uh, through the uh, the social media and everything like that. We have a special guest on the show this week. This is the reunion that no one has asked for, but we're giving it to you anyway. Miss Stephanie Blum is on the line with us today. I feel like that was the theme of the show when we were on the air together on the radio. We were the show that no one asked for it, but we're giving it to you anyway. (laughs) Forced entertainment, and you're going to like it. (laughs) Yes. We're here. There's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Just try to turn away. See what happens then. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm first off, how are you? I'm good. It's I'm been great. A minute. I've been, you know, I've been just, you know, living life, trying to trying to figure out how to survive two girls under the age of three. So, well, yeah. four now. Now it's four. Mm-hmm. My oldest just had a birthday. You think and, I would? And she won't. Re- she won't let you forget that. No, no, no. She lets me know every single day. Now her birthday was Sunday, and every single day there has been something that's come up, and she's like, "I can do it by myself, Mom. I'm four now." Jack is doing the same thing. <laughs> Yes. He's today, especially. I mean, his teacher, when, when Jenny picked him up from school today, his teacher warned her that he's been very independent today and <laughs> has been very opinionated. And from the evidence that I've seen since I've been home, yeah, she's not too far off the mark. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just, it's that age. And I don't know um, what you do because you don't want to break the spirit. And like get on to them too much, but at the same time they have to. You know, there's a line between that and disrespect, and you gotta help with that. And and I have myself have a hard time with that line, so I don't. Yeah. Well, I have found that at least with Margaret, she never needs help more than when she is insisting that she doesn't need help. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Exactly. She's like, I got it. I can do it myself. I'm like, you actually cannot. You <laughs> you physically cannot. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot reach that that gallon of milk on the top shelf of the fridge which i keep up there so that you don't reach it when it's mm-hmm. on the bottom shelf of the fridge so oh, yeah. we're you know but she'll get there and before long i remember what i guess I, I guess i was four or five maybe um i went through a phase where i started trying to give my parents breakfast in bed that was just my, my, my thing and i would <laughs> how kind of you <laughs> and it was always be like a tv tray like at the foot of their bed with a bowl, like an overflowing bowl of cereal because i put way too much milk in and it, i'm sure by the time they woke up it was soggy as all get out and probably <laughs> but i always thought i was I, i'm gonna i'm doing something you know nice for mom and dad you know for your little four-year-old mark sloshing cereal all over all over the top of a tv tray putting it down you know Spilling all over that 80s carpet. That's what's coming. Oh, yeah. You know it. That's what's coming. So I'm looking I'm looking forward to my breakfast in bed then. 
Are you, though? No. <laughs> I didn't think you would be. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, since the show ended, uh, you and I, you know, we, you, we talk pretty much every day in some form or fashion through text or through, you know, whatever, um, through tagging each other on Instagram and, you know, whatever. Um, but a lot of folks have asked, you know, just what we've been up to since the, the show ended. Now, I mean, I, you know, I did the, the, we both did weekend shows at the radio station for a while. And, you know, now I'm the communications director over at Clear Branch. And, you know, I'm doing this podcast. Now, now where are you? For, for the people that don't know, I mean, I mean, I, I know, but, you know, <laughs> for the uninitiated. I will, I will tell the listeners where I am. So I'm yes. in Tuscaloosa now. I am now employed by the University of Alabama, which means. I can unashamedly say Roll Tide on this podcast, right? Is that allowed now? Uh, I'm an alumni. Heck yeah. We <laughs> we had to be like not neutral, but like friendly to all schools when we were on the radio because, you know, our listeners well, were. Well, here's the thing. I graduated from at the University of Alabama. My wife works for UAB now. The way I see it, both schools are contributing toward my possible retirement in some way. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with both. All right. No, well, then, Auburn and Tennessee are giving me nothing, so you know they can just go wherever. But. Yeah. Well, you know we're not going to talk about them on this podcast. There anyway. you go. But I'm actually doing uh, something really fun. So if you if you want to know my official title, I'm communication specialist for public safety uh, within the division. You're of You're on the safety patrols. I am on the Do safety. You have those patrol. little sashes, little orange. And, ones? If, and you know what? <laughs> that is perfect. Of the two of us, who's going to be on the safety patrol? That oh, would be you me. absolutely. You got mad at me for running one of those extreme barbarian races one time. Only because you ha are an injury risk, much uh, more so than I am, even if I wasn't <laughs> non-adventurous in, in my So safety injuries. monitor. What does a safety monitor do? Well, I don't know what a safety monitor does. I That's know what, what I'm I do in my job. job. That's what I'm calling your job. <laughs> right. What is your job? So as a safety monitor, I actually, um, I guess really what my job kind of is closest to is program director for a radio station. So I am in charge of all of the content that goes out on the airways for 92.5 FM UA Info Radio, which is the University of Alabama's public safety radio station. So anytime that there is any type of emergency situation, such as a weather emergency, and we have some pretty great mm -hmm. severe weather seasons twice a year in Tuscaloosa and throughout the state of Alabama, um, our station will broadcast emergency alerts and updates. We let pe listeners know um, if there's a tornado watch, if there's a tornado warning, when our storm shelters are open, if any storm shelters are reaching capacity, where they can go on campus to take shelter, um, and that kind of thing. So um, so that's the, the station's main purpose for existing is okay. we, we keep people safe on campus, on in, in the immediate campus area, like campus surrounding sure. areas. Sure, yeah. But however, and you know this because you work in radio, you can't just turn a radio station on during an emergency and then turn it off the rest of the time, especially when we don't have tornadoes all day, every day. Sure, so what, um, do, you, what do you put on when it's not, you know, a tornado or, you know, game day when people need, you know, help getting around? And what do you, what do you put on when that's not on? So when that's not going on, we operate kind of like a national parks radio station would. You know, if you were to visit a national park, they would tell you you can tune to a certain radio station and they'll give you announcements of like, this trail is closed today or here are some tips on what to do if you see a bear. Now, we we don't we don't give bear tips. No, no bear survival tips. <laughs> Why on are campus. you even on but, the air? 
but we will broadcast information about the University of Alabama. So fun facts about our history uh, or about landmarks that are on our campus, events that are going on during for that week uh, on campus. Um, and we'll we'll broadcast some safety tips as well. Things to kind of help you stay safe while you're on campus. Um, you have actually done a, a series for us. We've mm-hmm. done a series of rideshare uh, safety tips. So if you're taking an Uber or a Lyft somewhere, here's how you can stay safe while doing that. You've also uh, voiced some spots for us to talk about the museums that we have on campus and their hours of operation. So if you are visiting campus uh, for any reason, you want to tune into, this is my shameless plug and I'm Come on it. with it. Bring it. <laughs> you want to tune into 92.5 FM UA Info Radio because we're going to tell you things like these roads are closed today or you're not going to have access to this parking lot because we're doing some construction around here. Take this route instead. And if you are if you want to know about what's going on with the School of Music, performances happening this week, you'll hear that as well. So you want to make sure that you're tuning in to 92.5 FM UA Info Radio. You can also stream us through our UA Safety app that anybody can download uh, on any iOS or Android device. <laughs> <laughs> You've said that a time or two, haven't you? I have said that a time or two. <laughs> so yeah, but it's but we are we provide information to anybody coming to campus that can help them make the most of their visit, make their most of their time while they're in Tuscaloosa, so that way they have an enjoyable experience on nice. campus. Because that's also something that we want people to do. We want we want people to enjoy their time in Tuscaloosa and with the university. Now, was is that something that came out of the the storms that came through a few years ago? Is that that, that initiative did. for that? Yes, yes. So this um, this station, we didn't always have the station um, for UA. UA has had a radio station, a student-run radio station. Oh yeah, for I years. was on it. Yeah, <laughs> you were. Uh, even when I was and when I was at school too. But this is not that station. This um, this was kind of the Thank brainchild <laughs> and passion project <laughs> of the Office of Emergency Management. And after the uh, the April twenty seventh tornadoes, it, it was it was difficult to get information out to people who needed it. Our computer systems were down, cell towers were down. So the ways that we could get information out to people who needed it about where shelters were, if you needed food, if you needed a a place to stay, if you needed clothing, if you needed to just be able to check in with family members who didn't live in the state and we needed to be able to tell parents and family members that your kids are okay, we couldn't do that. Because we couldn't get information out to people to let them know how they could how they could do that and how they could get help. But radio still worked. And so that's kind of where the idea came from of, okay, well, let's get a radio station. So that way, if another event happens where our new technology fails, we still have this as an option. And you hear people say it all the time. You need multiple ways of getting and receiving information in emergency situations. Mm -hmm, And so this is one of those ways that you can use and rely on. And a lot of times old school is the best school because it, the radio stations weren't knocked out of commission. That was how people communicated and got information out 
to the general public about what was happening, what roads were closed, what areas of town were the heaviest hit, where could volunteers go? It was all communicated through radio at the time. And so now we are, we hopefully will not have another event like that again, but you can't, you can't live off of, of hopes and dreams in that kind of situation. We are prepared um, we are better prepared than we were before and hopefully we'll be better prepared if and when the next major event like this happens again. So if something does happen, you'll be ready. Yes, we will be ready. You'll be on top of it. Okay. And on game day, that's also where you can tune in as well. This is not so much a safety thing as it's a logistical thing uh, because you guys give give traffic reports and all that on game day. So when, when the thousands and thousands and thousands of people storm the city of Tuscaloosa, those those Saturdays in in uh, in the fall, um, you're able to help get them around the campus easier and able to get them around town easier, right? Yes, we give them parking information, and again, like I said, we'll let them know if there's a if a general public parking area is getting full or is full. We'll mm-hmm. let people know that on the station. We'll say, hey, you know, this parking lot is full. If you're planning on parking here, you need to go to these other places that are still available. We'll let people know the times that shuttles uh, on and off campus are going to be running for that specific game day. We'll let them know what roads are going to be closed. And also, there's always something happening on campus before the game as well. You know, former players come back. Uh, there are events on the quad. There are events in front of Bryant-Denny Stadium. So we provide that information too. let them know what things are happening. And if there's if there's weather that's supposed to be happening, uh, mm-hmm. you know, during the game, we'll let people know what their drive home should look like, um, what to do if, you know, we have to we have to get a, everybody that's on the quad if there's a weather event they've got to seek shelter somewhere. So we let people know where to go, what to do, how to proceed in that kind of situation as well. Okay. All right. So when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things that, that uh, relate back to the old radio show. There's a couple of things that uh, uh, are in the news now that kind of throw back to some of the things that we talked about before. So I want to talk about that a little bit. And also uh, there's a couple of situations that have come up that I need your insight on. So Great. when we get back, it's uh, it's it's Mar- it's the Mark Harvard podcast. Stephanie Plum hanging out with us this week. Uh, stick around, more to come uh, right here on the Mark Harvard podcast. Stick around though. Before we come back, you're going to hear about a brand new sponsor that we have here on the podcast. I am super duper excited about it, and I hope you are too. It's someone that we use in my house, somebody that that uh, I trust my family with, somebody I trust my uh, my my home with, and I'm so excited to be uh, be welcoming Ben Kayata and Excalibur Services to the uh, to the podcast family. Give them a call or an email, won't you, and tell them you heard about them right here on the Markover Podcast. Stick around. We'll be back. The Mark Harvard Podcast. 
Guys, you know I love talking about all the folks I do business with. And let me tell you, I am thrilled to welcome Excalibur Service Company to the Mark Harvard Podcast. When we moved into our house last year, Ben and the gang came out and checked a bunch of things. And we have since used them for all kinds of electrical work and HVAC stuff that nobody wants me attempting. <laughs> That's who I trust my family to for HVAC and electrical work. And you should trust them as well. Go to ExcaliburService.com or call them at 205-718-8688. That's 205-718-8688. Tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's Excalibur Service Company. Old Horde Lumiere Candle Company has been with the Mark Harvard Podcast since the very beginning. And let me tell you how happy we are. You can get all kinds of scents, guys, to make your house smell great. And they aren't just your frou-frou floral stuff. Guys can get candles like bourbon or leather, and they come in these really cool glass containers. Check them out. Everything they've got is at OwlCandleCompany.com. And tell them I sent you. It's Old World Lumineer Candle Company. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at MarkHarvardCreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't forget that these are the people that uh, help make the podcast possible. So if you would give them a shout, thank them for sponsoring the Mark Harvard Podcast. Also, thanks Stephanie Plum for being with us this week. Woo! Woo! <laughs> it, it really only has that much of an effect when both people do it, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't we're, know. we're rusty. Well, we're rusty. I mean, it's been a year. To, if I was supposed to woo, I wasn't. I wasn't properly cued. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's me. It's me. There you go. But <laughs> I'll uh, blame the host. But how how long has it been since you and I have done anything like broadcasting wise together? It's been what three years? At four? least three. Four years. years. So. It's been four years. Don't ask me to do math. It's but it you has. You were told there would be no math in this. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of us, we'd probably come up with oh, it's been about thirty six years. Yes. Yes, that's a, that's a joke I always make with my dog. Gosh, Dad, you've been gone for eight months or, or 30 seconds. <laughs> I have no concept of time. <laughs> so true. Anyway, so over the course of the, of, our, of our radio career together, we haven't gotten to interview people that were way more important than we ever should have been allowed to interview. There were a lot. There were not. A, I say a lot. There were more than enough instances where leading up to the interview and during the interview and after the interview, I would think to myself, there is no way we should be in charge of this there were, I mean, <laughs> interview like, uh, right here. Bill Gaither was one that we never should have been in, able to do that. Absolutely not. Because if you go back and listen to that interview the entire time, I'm sitting here, I sit here and I'm calling him Mr. Bill Gaither. I give <laughs> yes. him his, I his about that. title, his first and last name the entire time. I'm like, oh, Mr. Bill Gaither, how are you doing today? It's, it's but he was so he was gracious. He's the grandfather though. of gospel music. I'm not going to not show him respect. Well, luckily, he had way more experience than we did interviewing. <laughs> so he he kind of took it. And, I, and I've noticed that over the years, just the people that I've interviewed, the people that have done that forever are the, are just so much more easy to interview because they tend to carry more of the weight. Like one of the easiest interviews I ever did was Cato Kalin. Oh, yeah. Because it was like right, it was at the end of his, he was like minute 14 of his 15 minutes. And he was just, yeah, let's cut up. Let's do this guy. Woo! Hey. Worst I ever did was Stan Lee. Not because he was out of practice, because he was he was actually promoting a project he didn't want to do. And um. he was like contractually bound to it. So it was, it was like pulling teeth. He was so not into it. But 
I say all that to get to, we actually uh, got to interview a while back uh, Bobby Bowden. We did. And, and it was one of the best interviews we've ever done. It really was. It really was. Uh, he was so just gracious and nice. And you couldn't have asked for just a, a, a more pleasant interview, which is why it's just heartbreaking to see the the, the, uh, the headlines that have come yeah. out. Um, it, it came out yesterday. He was he was battling a um, a terminal condition. It, it came out today. It was in fact it is in fact pan, uh, pancreatic cancer. His son right. did did go ahead and release that. Right. So and it's yeah. it, it is it's to, it's so heartbreaking. But um, you know I, what I loved about reading you know if you can love anything about reading an article about someone announcing that they have a terminal illness was just it was his reaction to it um and his response and his statements of, of how he's facing it absolutely still from those statements in that interview to what we experienced when we when we got to talk to him mm -hmm. totally the same person i mean just oh, absolutely. you know yeah absolutely i mean because he's taking he, he's one that's always leaned on his faith and he's always been very vocal about that. And um, that came through when we talked about, talked to him on the air. And that's kind of where he's living right now. I mean, he found out like 10 days ago he had pancreatic cancer. And he's just been outright class since then. You know? There wasn't like a giant... A lot of, a lot of people would get that kind of news and they would immediately do it just about face. Either they'd clean up their lives and try to decide, I'm going to make amends in 10 days. Or they would just go completely off the rails and I'm going to tell everybody what I think. And he's just, he's kept it together. He's just, he's been true to who he has always been. Right. And it's, and it, like you said, you know, you can either, a lot of times you see, you can see people do a, a total personality change with a diagnosis like that, either for good or bad. And the fact that he is constant just speaks to how genuine his faith has been his entire life that you know that it this was never this was never something that was for show or because you know he thought maybe this is this would help his image or anything like that this is his faith is real it's genuine mm -hmm. and that's you because otherwise it would come out after a diagnosis like that you would you would know it and you would see it well you see where where someone actually gets their strength and their comfort from you know mm -hmm. and um that th those valleys in life are where are where god shows up during that time, and it's uh, in fact there was an article. Hang on, I, actually, I think I saw it bookmarked. Um, Relevant Magazine had this. Uh, yeah, here it is. What, what to do when you start doubting your faith, and times like this are when you do that. You know, and just as a human being, you're tempted to do that because you know when you're weak, that's when Satan decides to, he's going to weasel his way in and and start whispering in your ear and all that. But uh, yeah, when, like number one was don't deny or fear your doubt. Number two, talk to the people who talk to God. Three, recognize that something is happening. Those are basically the three points in the article. But um, but yeah, when you have those life changing moments, like what he's what he's going through. That's when you can either turn away from God or you can turn toward God and lean in and know that that's where you're going to get that strength. Mm -hmm. Because you absolutely, know, he never said God. He, God never said life was going to be easy. <laughs> he just said he'd he be there with us. He definitely did not. <laughs> he just said he'd be there with us. <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure Jesus like guaranteed us trouble and problems. It, yeah, troubles and problems throughout our lives. He said, you know what. 
just make no mistake in this life you will have troubles but i've overcome the world so don't worry about it real talk guys real talk (laughs) yeah yeah real talk it's not gonna be easy so (laughs) if you're having an easy time not to not to rain on your parade but just wait for it yeah it's yeah there you go yeah they're gonna come back down it's gonna happen so have you seen this story um about the uh, alabama doctor who's talked about uh, treating unvaccinated dying COVID patients, and she's doing the whole thing where they're begging. She's just, they're crying and begging for for uh, for them to give them the uh, give them the the uh, vaccine like right then. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? I've seen that. I've also seen that the the validity of it has kind of come into question over the last. So glad you said that because yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are turning our part, and I didn't want to be that jerk that tore that tore apart <laughs> doctor. So. <laughs> Look, I, I am I am saying what I have been re- since other since news articles, news outlets have been picking it up since that moment. Other people have been coming out saying I'm really questioning whether or not this is a legit mm-hmm. thing that's happening because it played uh, so perfectly into every talking point. Like every talking point was addressed in some way. Racial lines were addressed. Um, it was so prepared and so just spoon-fed to answer every objection that someone would have to getting vaccinated. And and, and that's you know that's its own thing. But when you have this almost a what would end up being if it were if it came out to be fake, a manipulative story like mm-hmm. this, you're 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 hurting your own cause. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. I mean, well, because a lot of I think a lot of the hesitation that a lot of people have for getting vaccinated stems from a, a, a lack of trust in in some area, in yeah. some aspect. And and so when you run the risk of hurting your ethos, which is already on thin ice anyway, mm-hmm. as as the media, then this is. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't check this out, vet it a little more before you start sharing it everywhere. And some of the criticisms I've seen have been picking apart details throughout the story. And I, I get th- some things can happen in rare cases. You know, maybe you attribute something that happened to someone else as, ha- as happened to me, that sort of thing. But the whole um, they're begging for it as they're being about to be intubated. And I'm like, yeah, people that that are about to be intubated aren't talking too much, Mm-mm. you know, they're 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 normally heavily medicated yeah. beforehand and don't really have I'm not I mean, saying I'm it not can't happen but <laughs> but it's I think it's unlikely so I, I and it, like I said it was just so well packaged it came across very disingenuous mm-hmm. and I think that's what I agree that's what a lot of people are picking up on I think and it's kind of rubbing a lot of, some people the wrong way and I think I don't know it's 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 made the national Lines. A friend of mine that lives up in uh, North Carolina just actually retweeted the article. Um, the article this actually this afternoon, saying, "Okay, guys, be sure to get vaccinated. Here's a bunch of reasons why. You know, it's too late to get." And I'm like, "Everything you're saying is valid, but I wouldn't source Al.com on this, <laughs> 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 buddy. They're right down the street, and I gotta tell you, uh, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not a way I would go with this." So, so okay. I'm glad we're. So, I'm so glad we're on the same page. I should have known, but that, that yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> so, um, one there was another story. Where was it? Um, 
Yes. Okay. Um, they've added some new words to the dictionary, and I immediately thought about you. Always a fun time. Absolutely. Absolutely. They've added new new words to the dictionary. Uh, COVID-19. Duh. What? Who knew? Yeah. That was going to happen. Right. Yeah. There's um, uh, there's uh, cultural appropriation has been added. As as a term, I guess. As a term, because, I mean, yes. Because appropriation is well, yeah, a word and has separately been a word for they a while. were they were words, but as a one as a term, uh, meaning the adoption usually without acknowledgement of cultural identity markers from subcultures or minor, minority com- communities into mainstream culture by people with relatively privileged status. That sounds va- <laughs> that sounds valid. <laughs> okay, Jedi is now in the dictionary. Whoa, Jedi is now in the dictionary? Yep. <laughs> I'm actually a little more surprised that Jedi wasn't in the dictionary before cultural appropriation. It is there now, baby. It uh, took 40 years for <laughs> Jedi to officially enter into the lexicon. Wait, Oxford English Dictionary is behind, let me tell well, you. Well, you know, it's not that they were being pushed. I mean, power, fame. A Jedi does not crave these things. So... <laughs> You see what I did there? No, I, uh. I do. I do. Uh. It's a shame that this isn't a video podcast because then ah, give it time. And viewers could just see the <laughs> eye rolls over here. Five G is, na- is now in the uh, is now in the uh, now in the dictionary. Five G. Five G. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, which is you know fifth generation communications technology. Da 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 da. I um, wouldn't so much call that a word as just a number and a letter, but. We've also their own. we've also added new definitions to existing words. Oh, For example, okay. snack is now oh. <laughs> slang. A sexy and physically attractive person. Semicolon hottie. <laughs> I tried. I tried to call someone a snack like a year ago, and as soon as I did, I was like, I can't. I can't pull this off. I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then we're both too old for this one. The next one is yeet. Which is oh, ne- I'm definitely too. I don't. Okay, tell me what yeet means according to the Oxford English Dictionary, because I'm still kind of. <laughs> it just feels like it. Is it just an exclamation? An exclamation of enthusiasm, approval, triumph, pleasure, joy, etc. <laughs> etc. <laughs> but that's vague. But and and I think is I've actually heard of yeet. I have never heard of this one. Zaddy. Oh no, I've heard of Zaddy. It's I don't think I would ever call anyone a Zaddy or an, an attractive or, man who is also stylish, charming, and self confident. Well, that rule two of those three rule me out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm going it, to, it, it doesn't apply I'm going to me. To contact Jenny, and I I will <laughs> promise her something if she can figure out a way to call you Zaddy and <laughs> film your reaction. <laughs> and send it to me. The, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> y'all is now in the dictionary. Doll, like y'all, or y apostrophe a l l. Oh, y'all. Oh, okay. I thought you, <laughs> you used in direct address, usually to two or more people or to one person who represents a family, organization, etc. That an organization. There, let me y'all tell you, there's no southerner who's going to refer to anything organized as y'all. Yeah, well, but, it's now happened, and it's now in the dictionary. Again, though, and I don't. Okay, so between Jedi, y'all, and cultural appropriation, which one am I most surprised about about not being in the dictionary until now? 
Honestly, I think it's Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been around, you know, culturally. I think there. I think, <laughs> and it might just be sad that is is the Oxford Dictionary now just really just you know bottom of the barreling trying to be culturally re- relevant. Because now think, language is moving so fast they can't keep up in their printed edition mode. I think so, maybe. <laughs> I actually do. I, I, I'm giving them a lot of heat in this segment, but I do like the Oxford English Dictionary because it, there that that dictionary, its purpose is also to show how words have changed, not just over years, but like over generations. So it's not mm-hmm. like a your typical dictionary where it's just going to give you. Like the whatever most recent definition was used at the time of the printing it the oed will give you like the history of a word and what it first meant when it kind of first came on the scene all the way up to what it means now so well that answers my that kind of answers my question my next question to you was okay since you know more about this than i do do they take definitions away if they stop becoming relevant, like like when like eventually, you know, because it's all kids. Um, is in in the thirty seconds we've got left of of snack being what that means. Um, will they drop that definition when that stops being correct? No, they will. It will still be included, but it will be in, it, at least on in the online version. It will sh- it will be listed under as like past definitions and kind of and it'll show like oh. the time period in the sixteen hundreds. Snack meant this, but. <laughs> Okay. In the 21st century, snack mint. From March to June of 2021, <laughs> zaddy mint this. Gotcha. Right. Okay. All right. Stick around. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna be uh, coming back in just. We got one more segment, right? You're good with good with that. One more segment. I'm good with that. I don't. This is your show. You know how many segments. Well, there are, I'm just not making me. sure that you're okay to <laughs> hang out for a bit. You know, I'm just. You know, I'm good to hang out. I'm trying to be respectful of your time. Stick around. We're going to talk a little bit. Okay, I'm going to give you like a quick little preview of what we got coming up next. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a guy who found a real-life bat cave under his home. That's a thing. And what half of Americans used to spend their $1,400 stimulus checks on. That's coming up. Stick around for that. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Hanging out with Miss Stephanie Plum. Stick around. Guys, you know I love talking about all the folks I do business with. And let me tell you, I am thrilled to welcome Excalibur Service Company to the Mark Harvard Podcast. When we moved into our house last year, Ben and the gang came out and checked a bunch of things. And we have since used them for all kinds of electrical work and HVAC stuff that nobody wants me attempting. (laughs) That's who I trust my family to for HVAC and electrical work. And you should trust them as well. Go to ExcaliburService.com or call them at 205. 5718-8688. 5718-8688. That's 205-718-8688. Tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's Excalibur Service Company. Summer's here, and it is time to update that summer wardrobe with some merch from the Mark Harvard Podcast. Go to markharvardcreative.com right now and click the store link to go get t-shirts, polos, bags, and hats with the Mark Harvard Podcast logo on them. You can also pick up our famous Jesus Soundwave design featuring the audio soundwave of the name Jesus. All that and so much more found at markharvardcreative.com today. 
find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back. One more segment with Stephanie Plum on this week's Mark Harvard Podcast. You know, we just talked about the uh, the Mark Harvard Podcast, the merch store. And I'm happy to say on our video link here, I can see you are wearing one of our shirts, the Jesus I Wave. I am. Yes. I did it on purpose because I, I figured... Hey, if I'm going to shamelessly plug my job and my radio station, then I can shamelessly plug your merch for you. Yay! Yay! But I did right when you when you first started designing this stuff and you you posted about this on on uh, Mark Harvard Creative mm-hmm. on the Instagram, uh, your Instagram feed. I was like, I need this shirt. I love it. And so I ordered it and it came in. Mark, this is like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you have one because it's your own your own product, I have two it's the softest shirt they, aren't they it. great they're so they comfortable are. I had to, I, 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 have, I, I have two one one Jenny got and then one I got and then I lost a bunch of weight and my other one my big one didn't fit anymore because it was like a tent on me so I stole Jenny's and so <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a burgundy one to like one of the navy blue ones but it's you got the, the, the waveform across the front and it's you know it's the waveform uh, of me saying the word Jesus or saying the name yeah. Jesus, and so it, it gets people to ask you, "Hey, what's that? What's that?" And it gives you an opportunity to kind of bring up Jesus in a conversation that they started. So they can't yeah. get mad; they brought it up. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a nice little conversation starter, something that maybe uh, you can use for some evangelism here and there, and and also like once you like you said, the shirts are just really flipping comfortable too. It's super comfy. I'm constantly wearing it, and then just as every time I can throw it in the wash, like like oh uh-huh. oh, I'm I'm washing brights, but this is dark gray. But I'm gonna wash it anyway because I want to wear it again because it's there you like, go. Some shirts are thick, and I don't I don't like the thick t-shirts, but this is good. It's this ultra soft, but, but it's not see-through. It, in it, July. It's not like see-through where it's like a cheap shirt. It's 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 yeah. It's no, 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 no. I say thin, meaning soft. like lightweight. Yes, yes, yes. So if you want one, uh, you can go check out markharvardcreative.com. Click the store link, and you can go order yours right there. Now, okay, so I you know I moved last year. And I got, uh, we got into the house and all that. And we did some exploring. And whenever you move into a house, you find different stuff, you know, stuff you didn't know when you were looking at the house. And you find, you know, little quirks and, you know, stuff happens, that sort of thing. And it just happens with every house. But this guy, uh, he, he's known to Reddit users as NetActrex, which I'm sure <laughs> I just butchered. It, Probably. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, he, it's it's out of Rome, so yeah, there you go. Uh, he's cleaning his new house, and he uncovered a staircase, which I don't know how, how long has it been since you've cleaned, dude. Um, he decided to move yeah, to Italy, bought a six-bedroom, two-bathroom house uh, about 18 miles outside of Rome last year while enjoying his Mediterranean-style house with olive trees, oranges, lemons, and grapefruit trees and all kinds of foliage outside. He didn't realize a bat herd had been hiding underneath him in a hidden tunnel system initially described as storage by the previous owner. (laughs) So the house itself is old. However, it was never clear how old, he said. So he started to clean the house, was amazed to discover the so-called dining room was actually a stairway that led to a tunnel full of bats. That's a big old nope for me, first of all. But, well, that was my initial reaction. The second reaction I had was, does this mean he is the Italian Batman now? 
Tell oh, me I, where I, my logic has gone wrong. You find a cave of bats under your home, you are Batman. He's obviously got funds at his disposal if he's buying a house in Rome anyway. So we got a wealthy guy living alone, bats under his house. He is Italian Batman. <laughs> the thing is, though, I, maybe I've just seen The Sopranos too much, but I'm thinking Italian Batman, <laughs> you do not want to mess with that guy. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, you'll find the Joker at the bottom of the river with some cement shoes. I'll tell you that. (laughs) That is the superhero matchup movie we need. We don't need Batman versus Superman. We don't need Batman versus Superman 2. We need (laughs) Batman versus Italian Batman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Come on now. This is what we need. (laughs) This tunnel goes down eight feet. Eight meters, rather. 26 feet down. Uh, And goes, uh, kind of swerves to the right, continues on for another 100 meters. It says about five feet high. It goes up to five to six meters down, and then there comes a pond. You have to find your way around. Several parts. I'm looking at pictures here. This This is like part Batman, part Phantom of the Opera. There's a pond under the house. (laughs) He bought a drone. He filmed. He like sent the drone down this thing because I'm not going down there. So definitely not. (laughs) Some say that these tunnels were used during the Second World War, which is possible, but they may have been older. They're literally hand carved with simple tools out of stone. So one guy told me he knows they're from the time of the Romans, but who knows? I don't know. You're going to find bones down there, man. <laughs> yeah, there's no... Yeah, a smart move on sending the drone down because there's no way... There's not enough money in this world to get me to go into a bat cave recently discovered under a house. Absolutely in not. any country. Absolutely not, because if there's bats, there's something else. The bats, got they got to eat something. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're rodents or snakes or phantoms or something, you know? <laughs> you start hearing organs playing, run. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, my, my singing voice is not that good, so he's not after me, but... Still, well, no. He he was a teacher. He was a music teacher, so he actually probably would be after you. Nah, no one's after me on that round. <laughs> As, I mean, you know, I I I I do funny songs. It's more about charisma with me. So, <laughs> you know, I I do the funny songs. I mean, I've, that's I've, a soundbite. That's a soundbite right there. It's more about the charisma, charisma with me. With me. Yes. But I've spent all week up at uh, up at Camp Samatanga, which I know you've got your beef with, but. Uh, <laughs> But I've spent my, I spent my week up at Camp Samatonga leading music for elementary day camp. And these are like little, little kids and their first time at camp and all this. But I've been doing music and I've been teaching them all these silly songs like the wishy-washy-washy woman and the Princess Pat. And we, we went on a bear hunt and all kinds of stuff and just having a blast out there. Um, not one thing that I've actually sang, though, has been something that would be considered artsy or accomplished as a musician. You know, I mean, I've played the guitar a few times, but eh, nothing you really want a recording of. Well, that's most kid music. <laughs> true, true. Looking at you, Raffy. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. So before we get out of here, I want I want I want you one more time. Let's talk about where people can hear your stuff. So they can hear my stuff by tuning to 92.5 FM UA Info Radio if they're in the Tuscaloosa area, or they can download the UA Safety app from anywhere in the world, and you can stream our station through that app, or you can go to ready.ua.edu, and you can click on the listen link to the radio station for 92.5 FM UA Info Radio, and we will give you all the information that you could 
ever need to know about the university, what's going on on campus this week, what's happening in an emergency situation, or if you just want to know, you know, where are the best places to take your graduation photos on campus, we can help you out with hey. that too. So, so someplace other than uh, other than Capitol Park? Other than Capitol Park, which is technically not not part of <sighs> UA's campus anyway. But yeah, and also not in the middle of the street, which is the new thing that really? people like to do. And as a as the communications specialist for public safety, I have to strongly advocate against that. No no taking photos in the middle of University Boulevard. How have these people seen the program? Five o'clock in the afternoon, because that's the golden hour. I mean, our generation had that movie, The Program, where we learned how unsafe it is to be in the middle of the street. Cause you know it was that that was wasn't Pacino in that where they uh, he was a coach, and people laid down in the in the road as like a test of courage and cars. I don't know. I don't, I know. don't know. These kids grew up on the Notebook where Noah and Allie laid down in the middle of the street, and it was all uh, cute and romantic. Uh, Gosling. Uh, <laughs> it's all Ryan Gosling's fault. He was an absolute liability, and remember the Titans, and now this. Uh. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out this this week. I, I'm so, we need to get you back in here. You can have me back anytime. Excellent. I'm happy to derail all of your plans for this podcast. <laughs> well, you know, jokes on you. I don't have plans. <laughs> of course you don't. You've met me. Come on. <laughs> Stephanie Plum, you can go find her uh, on the app, and uh, if you're around the Tuscaloosa area, listen for her on the air. Uh, go find the Mark Harvard podcast out on social media. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. We're not on the Twitter. Don't look for us there. But uh, go ahead and like and share and heart and all that. And also go find us wherever you can find podcasts. Leave a review that helps us with those analytics and everything. So, uh, yeah. Don't forget, we'll all be live. We're doing a, live, a special show Tuesday night at Metro Italian Bistro, Main Street Italian Bistro in downtown Springville. That's Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, we start recording. Be there. Be part of the show. I'll see you next week. Later. The Mark Harvard Podcast.